Hey, thanks once again for checking out our podcast here at the Borders 105.7 Triple M. Lou and Al for breakfast each weekday from 6. Although, today and across the rest of this week, it's just me flying solo. Unfortunately, the spicy cough, better known as COVID-19, Lou came down with a case of it just before the weekend kicked off and she's at home. Feet up, recovering, endless cups of tea, streaming Netflix and Disney and playing with their cats. She will be back on your radio and on your listener app as well, L-I-S-T-N-R, before you know it. But we've had a pretty busy week so far and plenty more to come, of course. More chances across the week to score yourself a copy of that board of Monopoly too. Thanks to Vitasoy. The board game, the version of Monopoly, you can't walk into any store and ask if they'll sell you one because they can't. It's exclusive to Triple M. You can only win one here. Here. And the deal is, if you do win a copy of this amazing board game that you helped design, that you helped build, well, you're one step closer to being invited up to play our giant version of Monopoly coming up. The prize there, how's this? $10,000. 10 grand. Just imagine what you could do with that coin. Well, you've got to win it first. And to do that, your first step is to win a copy of Border Monopoly. The good news is there, we are giving you plenty of opportunities. Shots across the week to do just that with our board game Blitzer. So plenty more of those still to come. The free money minute. I'm quite surprised. Ever since I started on The Breakfast Show with Lou and doubled the money from 500 to 1000 bucks, I thought it would have gone off by now. At least a couple of times. We've come close. 8 out of 10. 9 out of 10, but we need a full 10 out of 10 before the accountants here at Triple M say, yes, okay, done deal, here's $1,000, lucky winner you. Uh, So keep trying, we're going to be playing that across the week, and throughout the week too, catching up with all of the usual special guests, like our good mate Mulkey, Steve Mulk, who loves to talk all things TV, whether it's streaming or free to air. We caught up with him earlier this week, and we found out about a big return of a certain power couple to neighbours. Sometimes in life, the gods smile upon you, my friends. You got that right. My dingling! TV Talk with Steve Mulk. It is that time on your Monday morning here at the Borders 105.7 Triple M. Lou and Al for breakfast at 20 past seven, although it's just me flying solo. Mulky, a very good morning to you. Good morning, Al, and suck to you, Lou. Oh, that's a bit rough. Sure. Well, look, look. She's probably just streaming everything at the moment, enjoying her time at home. Probably. I've always said whenever she was running the ship by herself, I've always said she was my favourite. But now that she's off sick, she's not my favourite. No, that's right. But when she's back, then you can pretend that she's your favourite again. Oh, totally the favourite again, yeah. That's fine. Hey, speaking of people that are back, now, Scott and Charlene, when were the last time they were actually on Neighbours? Oh, 1986. I don't know. (laughs) It was a long, long time ago when Kylie Minogue and Jason Donovan graced our TV screens as the characters that made them famous. Yeah. With, of course, Neighbours now finishing up this year. There's all sorts of rumours of cast people returning and all sorts of things. It kind of helps that Kylie's been in the country for a little bit. Perhaps we could see, or certainly it's being very hotly rumoured, that Scott and Charlene will drive back from Queensland to pop into Erinsborough and say hello and goodbye. Yeah, what a wind-up that'd be. Look, it would be very interesting because if, if we remember, Scott left with sort of stars in his eyes and no real job and Charlene was still an apprentice mechanic <laughs> um, when they when they left to go to Queensland. Yeah. Uh, I look forward to them returning as some sort of, you know, Christopher Scase or Clive Palmer-esque billionaires that have somehow fallen ass backwards into a mining situation. I was expecting her to come back as, full, as a fully qualified mechanic, but we'll see what happens. Uh, no al- time for that. Also on its way, the big leaders debate. Now, are you going to watch this? Because I don't think I will. 
Well, look, it's it's the the first one that's been on free to air television. We'll get it Sunday night on nine, straight out of the back of Lego Masters, hosted by Sarah Arbo from sixty Minutes. It's a, oh, it's not really a debate, Alan. I, I don't want to labour this too heavily. Okay. Pardon the pun. Um, <laughs> but when it's a room full of journalists asking the PM and and uh, the opposition leader questions. That's not a debate. That's just a Q and A. That's a press conference. Doesn't this happen every week anyway? Every day. Like, it's <laughs> that we get to call this a debate. A debate is them standing up and saying, "Here's the topic. Go. You've each got like ninety seconds. Sure. Um, and, and then they get to refute each other's claims. It's been too nice. We need some blood on the floor. <clears throat> I say somebody ask somebody about something offensive. Yeah, that's right. Or bring back it's a knockout and put them both into it. Um, <laughs> a couple more quick points, Bulky. Sarah Ferguson, congratulations to her taking over the uh, very talented role that uh, was held for quite some time by Lee Sales. That's right. Lee announced uh, nearly a month ago that once the election was done, she was stepping out of the 7.30 chair. It was a look, not an open secret, but a pretty hot tip that Sarah Ferguson would land that role and it's been confirmed by the ABC that Sarah Ferguson will be the new host of 7.30 post the election. Excellent. And finally, hit us with this, Million Dollar Island. Mm, This is a big new reality TV show format. The basic premise is 100 people are put on an island and set to, they're basically told go for it. The last person standing wins $1 million. You've got to beat 99 other people to get there. Yeah, hopefully it involves, you know, sort of just people vanishing. I don't know. <laughs> it's it, it's insane, but they're about to start casting for it. So you land on the show with a one in 100 chance of winning a million dollars. Yep. And you've got to do challenges and, you know, climb a tree or something. I don't know. But <laughs> the the outcome is the TV show, the winner gets a million bucks. Now, my only concern, Al, is that with 100 people, you're not going to meet 100 people in the first episode. People no. can go missing. And you won't even know. No, that, that's it. You know, and it's not the first time that we've put a whole bunch of strangers on an island too, either. Anyway. No, it hasn't gone well. No, <laughs> that is true. Bulky, we love your work and we will chat to you again same time uh, coming up next Monday. Thanks for the chat this morning. Thanks, Al. And time to catch up with James Lake from the Triple M Newsroom. Very good morning to you. Now, uh, obviously a busy day for your news team, of course, because all eyes on the Reserve Bank. Meeting later today, the decision to possibly increase the cash rate, the interest rates. In your time in the newsroom here at Triple M, have we had such scrutiny on a Reserve Bank meeting before as we have now? Because it seems that there's so much attention this time around compared to other times. Yeah, not as much as I can remember. Like, there's never been a board meeting this anticipated. I mean, of course, you know, the interest rates have been falling. You're coming down for about a decade now. So there was always some excitement every time yeah. that uh, board meeting day came around. Are we going to get a bit of a rate cut again, again, again? Um, I suppose we never anticipated that. We'd go through a pandemic for the last two years and then rates would be cut to kind of a rock bottom level, essentially as an emergency measure more than anything else. Um, But the fact that that, you know, figure's going to turn around, we always knew it was going to happen. Um, The Reserve Bank did say that they'd hold rates this low until 2024, but the economy looks a lot different than when they made that promise. Yeah, absolutely. So it might happen as soon as today. Now, there also is the rumour that they might hold off till uh, June. Uh, They need more evidence of wage increases to combat inflation and all the problems that they're having. But it's an interesting thing because it's more sort of 50-50. No one's entirely sure either way, but there's a lot of speculation. Yeah, you're right. There's a lot of speculation, and it's a very fine balancing act. The reality is... They could hold it off for another month, but the chance is that wages may not 
increase like uh, you know both sides of politics are promising there's also a chance that inflation will keep growing there's no sign of the cpi coming down and if they hold off or wait longer they may have to increase interest rates uh, much sharper and much faster than they would if they kind of went slower and much easier with little incremental increases another big story in the news obviously the situation in the ukraine still rages on uh, the 33 billion dollar support package from the u.s now this is not direct involvement but they have pledged 33 billion dollars in support could this tip the scales yeah this is huge money you know we we talk about you know throwing a few million dollars at, at activities like this in australia's defense support but um yeah joe biden's asked for 33 billion dollars in extra funding to help fight the war and you're right it's it's not like america's not putting troops on the ground but they're throwing money at this campaign so they're effectively helping to fight the war in that way 20 billion of that bigger is going to go directly to providing artillery, armoured vehicles, um, anti-armour systems and anti-aircraft capabilities to help really boost the Ukraine military. Um, there'll also be humanitarian assistance like you know, basics, food and water that people really need and medicine uh, because there are a lot of Ukrainians still sheltering in the country that's been cut off from so many critical supplies. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So we'll see, or hopefully, we, every time we catch up to you, we'll catch up with you, we say, well, hopefully this is the end of this situation soon, but unfortunately yeah. just it's ongoing. And finally, a uh, little bit of a lighter story. Uh, Qantas have announced the longest commercial flight in the world for 2025, Sydney to London, but nonstop. You can fly direct uh, in a few I- years' time. Yeah, I don't know if I'd really want to get on this flight. I mean, that's about 20 hours up in the air. And, you know, Qantas has talked for a long time about how the one the one thing holding their business back from these key routes, the idea of linking Melbourne or Sydney direct for people who want to get to London or even over to New York, was the fact they didn't have the technology to do it. There was no plane that could be fully loaded and, and go that far. Um, but... Qantas has been working on this thing called Project Sunrise for, for many years now. Sure. Um, you know, there's a bit of competition between Boeing and Airbus, the two big plane makers, about who can develop a jet that can go the distance that you know is going to be cost effective and also has to be comfortable to put people in for 20 hours. And Airbus came back with their product, the A350-1000. And Qantas has said that's good enough. We'll buy 12 of those <laughs> and uh, they can do the giant leap, that 20-hour flight all the way from Sydney or Melbourne over to uh, New York or London. Oh, imagine being in the seat in that, uh, right behind a screaming baby for 19, 20 hours. (laughs) I've got a four-year-old and a one-year-old. I won't be making that trip (laughs) anytime soon. Understandably. James, always appreciate your time and your update. We'll chat again soon here at Triple M. Thank you. But cast your mind back to early last month. You would have heard this. Maybe you even witnessed this in Vault Lane in Albury, the ukulele flash mob that turned up early April. Surprise performance, well not surprise performance, they hinted, they gave a few hints about where you could find them, pretty easy to work out, but uh, you may have just been walking down Vault Lane and thinking, hang on wait a minute, what's all these, what are these ukuleles doing? A whole heap of ukulele players doing their thing. Well we're getting uh, well this is a new one coming up Uh, Shimmy Mob happening later this month, May 14. Women from the Border Belly Dance are going to be shimmying around Central Albury to raise money for a domestic violence support group. Now, this is amazing. All of the proceeds raised on May 14 will be donated to Betty's Place Women's Refuge. And belly dancers from across the world will also be taking part in what is an annual event. So May 14, we're, what, 11 days away now? Won't be too far away, and you just might be walking somewhere around Central Albury and seeing a lot of belly dancing action going on, which is amazing. 
amazing. Uh, they will be taking donations for this Flash event as it happens. They'll also be offering up a raffle as well. The winners' names will be drawn a week later, May 21. You could win some great gear by supporting out a fantastic cause. But just the fact that, uh, you know, one of these pop-ups is happening again is awesome because it's the kind of town, the border region, where you can go out and about. You never know what you're going to see. And it could be a ukulele flash mob or a whole heap of awesome shimmying belly dancers supporting a great cause. So when you see them coming up, make sure you dip into your pockets. Triple M. So there's a tasting plate right there of what the show has been about for the last couple of days and plenty more to come this week, even if I am flying solo. Looking to score a chat with Diesel. He's alone with Blues Tour. Stops off in Albury this weekend. It's going to be an absolute huge show at the Albury Performing Arts Centre. We can't wait for that. Uh, we're going to check in with the Birds of Tokyo, How find out how they're faring. They've got some new music and a lot of projects in the works for 2020. More chances to score yourself a copy of Border Monopoly, thanks to Vitasoy. Big celebration of Vitasoy and their 20 years on the border. You can't buy this board game, like I mentioned. You've got to win it, and I'm going to give you plenty of chances to do just that. Free money minute, and not too late to enter your mum for our massive mother load competition. It's a whole stack of awesome prizes, and one mum's going to take home the lot. You can nominate your mum for this and tell us the reason why you reckon she deserves this right now through the club at triplem.com.au. I will chat to you on your radio or your listener app, however you consume the show, back again tomorrow from 6. Have a ripper rest of your day today. This is Triple M.